of Wedding Photographers Tired. My name is Andy Buscemi. I'm just kidding. This is Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. My name is Neil Urbis. And we are, we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast. A wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. And Neil, this is episode number 15. I said episode number 15, Wedding Photographers Tired, because... Yeah, I was wondering why you said that, because usually when, sometimes when I, I'm writing an email or something and I put... Unite. Yes. I, I always accidentally uh, do a type of untie. Oh. I don't know why. And then... So, so that kind of... And then it relates I was, to I was wondering... Yes. Uh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> wedding, wedding photographers untie because no. I always do that. But you said tired, yes. so that kind of threw me off. Yeah, too. no, I, said, I just said tired because... <laughs> Are you um, tired? Yeah, I'm just tired today in this moment because it's been a long day of emails and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yes. So and that's what I've been up to, man. Yeah. That, that's basically it. Emails, emails, emails. And we'll talk about some of those. For the past two weeks, that's all you've been up to? Well, yeah. okay, there's a lot more than that. <laughs> um, with I mentioned the move last time. And yeah. then How's it going? That. It's going well, man. Yeah. I'm I moved. Um, yes. I'm there. I'm an, home, I'm an hour away, and yeah, beautiful home. And but now I'm like coming back to Buffalo. I got the studio space here through the end of the month, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I was telling you, I saw you at the, our photographer's party the other night, and I was like, yeah, I got oh, chairs yeah. in my. I'm pulling like chairs from my house because I got <laughs> meetings in my house back in Rochester, and then I'm like throwing them in my Jeep and then driving back to Buffalo, throwing them in my studio. <laughs> <laughs> but that, if that doesn't signify where my mind is with some of this stuff right now, <laughs> basically I have chairs in my head. Neil. Just get that's what chairs. I'm saying. You know the ones that fold up really nice. Yeah, and you can throw I'm sure them in my clients bag. will love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you that'll, that'll be perfect. <laughs> it matches your brain, doesn't yeah. it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to, I and mean, we yeah. won't, won't drag into too much more of that. But Neil, what have you been up to lately? Well, no. Before we get into that, I, you recently had a meeting at your home, didn't you? Oh, okay, and, sure. Yeah, because you're trying to make the transition from having a studio to your home. Yes. Um, how how'd that go? Yeah, that's great, and I think that's maybe a good question that a lot of wedding photographers may like to know the answer to, right? Because I think a lot of us go back and forth between, um, you know, like, should I pay for this big studio space? Well, I can just work out of my home. And then there's Mm -hmm. advantages and disadvantages to both. Yeah. So, but I mean, now you've done it all. Right. I mean, you, you met at the coffee station or coffee shops. This is true. When you first started and then you did a studio and then yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So like I started off like in the coffee shops mm-hmm. because the house that I was living in wasn't nice enough, you know, honestly, just to meet clients in. Right. And I was at the coffee shops thing. And then I did like a collaborative work environment thing. And then I had my studio space. And now I'm trying to meet people out of the home. And so the first my first meeting that I had was, was uh, you know, a few days ago. And it went great. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a you know, I don't think the clients really had any issue with it. And I even asked them directly. I was like, so, you know, was this a little bit does this stop you from anything or how did you mm-hmm. feel about this was it was it awkward coming to somebody's house and they were like no no this is great we thought you know we thought you were awesome and, and they ended up booking me and everything good. like that so um it didn't sign. stop me from booking yeah if that means anything but then this this couple was a couple that like was like one of those couples that like was asking me to like 
was I available on such or such a date? And I wasn't like moving their wedding date around you. Yes. It was that kind of couple that was Mm -hmm. like, that really followed me, you know? So like those kind of couples are easier to book than Mm -hmm. like this couples that are like fresh that just contact you like, you know, off of Google or something like that. So I'll have a better idea of how I feel about that. Like after I have one of those meetings where it's like a couple that just found me on the internet, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, those those clients who just need a photographer. Right. Know. And I feel like those are the clients that you could potentially lose mm-hmm. and meeting people out of your house. But I don't know. You know, I mean, it went really well. And I feel like, you know, I've got the space. The only thing about like the, you know, my house is very nice and everything. And essentially, I'm, I've taken the dining room and converted that into like, a, you know, like a little bit of a fancy office kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I still don't have, I mean... I literally just got, you know, the desk and chair set up like in time for the meeting. Like I was like rushing to do it like, uh-huh. the, like a few hours before they even got there kind of a thing. Um, so, you know, it, it, it went well and everything. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'll have a better idea once mm-hmm. I, once I have clients that, that are, you know, that are meeting with other photographers as well as just me, you right. know, because I think in those cases, when you know that clients are meeting with multiple people, then you're going to, you know, there's there's a lot to say about presentation and mm-hmm. even just the idea that it's a guy working out of his house versus somebody who has a nice studio space that can potentially um you know book you a wedding or not but if you have beautiful so. work you're very professional you're a likable guy mm-hmm. and yeah and i feel yeah. like all that stuff absolutely no matter what at the end of the day trumps the actual you know mm-hmm. space you know it's yeah. more about the personality and tr- no matter what at the end of the day we've talked about on this podcast before it's about trust mm-hmm. how much do you trust this person and and maybe there's something to say about you know well this person is having me into their home and they're trusting me you know in their home and if for some reason they don't shoot my wedding i have their address and i will <laughs> and i will drive back to this home yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> it's all it's all about building trust overall so mm-hmm. so okay so neil what yes. have you been up to because i think you have an interesting uh, development from what you had mentioned before what's just, been going uh, on just a man? little bit development uh, not much uh, a lot of computer work uh 24 7 pretty much right mm-hmm. now but my to-do list was like huge like two weeks ago but then I got it down. I'm like down to like five names. It looks so good right now. Oh. <laughs> nice. that, feels, yes. that feels good when, yeah. you, when you knock that and down. And I think my goal tonight is like to get two or three more off the list. And then, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going good. Yeah. Nice. And in, in, in the busy part of the year, you yeah. know, it's, it's going uh, pretty good. Yeah. 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 Wedding photographers tired. I'm sure you guys, <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners can, uh, can relate, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, good. good. Man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I've been, you know, having a couple of shoots lately. Like uh, we were talking about right before we hit the record button, you know, mm-hmm. I had a baby shoot mm-hmm. where the baby came in and was sleeping the entire time. Oh, and it was so it was peaceful. Wonderful. Yeah. So peaceful when, when they do that. <laughs> you know, those baby and shoots, they can either be four or five hours long or they can be like a nice 45 minute shoot yeah. done. Just yeah. like, just like that. And they just, no matter where you put them, their eyes are just closed <laughs> and they're just blissfully well, uh-huh. like you know sleeping away yeah sleep yeah. baby yeah. sleep yeah. <laughs> we'll take amazing photos of you and then you get those other ones where they're just like moving and shaking and crying mm-hmm. and peeing and pooing you know like <laughs> but this is mostly wedding photography yeah. so but but we know that a lot of you wedding photographers also shoot family events as well so mm-hmm. from time to time we can bring that stuff up can't <laughs> right. we right yeah. so and then also um remember uh, those quick fire questions that we had for our guests like earlier on yes uh, and uh one of the questions was, what's your dream location, wedding location to shoot at? Yes. Now, my my answer has been fulfilled. Like, uh, my answer was always Alaska. Okay. And I just booked a wedding for Alaska. Come on, yes, dude. Yes. That's amazing, dude. It's, that's it's, incredible. It's for next summer, uh, which is in June, which is perfect because that's the longest 
days in Alaska. Yeah. They have like 18 hour days. And okay. the bride was saying that it never gets dark, like pitch black dark. It's, it just kind of stays like that, <laughs> yes. that, you know, blue hour kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I guess we're going to have like a six hour or something like that. Don't yeah. quote me on that. It's like yeah. a six hour sunset. Dude. It's, it's, oh um, my God. That's I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited and Dude. very cool couple, you know, usually for destination weddings, our rule is, you know, we arrive, we shoot, and we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but this bride, she she knows that Alaska is like, mm-hmm. like it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and she was like, oh no, how how long do you guys want to stay? We want to show you guys around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's that's great. You know, we'll go wherever you guys want to go. You know, maybe you can bring the dress. And yeah, and she was like, yeah, we'll just take you all different places and we'll just throw the dress in the car and you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. I'm really excited about it. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Just that's knocking fantastic. on wood that the couple stay together and everything goes good. <laughs> that they stay in yeah. love. Yes. And Please stay in love good, couples. Yeah. Don't book us in that and decide <laughs> right. you're not in love anymore. Right. Don't crush, do that. crush my dreams. Yeah. Don't, don't crush your wedding photographer's <laughs> dreams as well as your own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, just a couple of days ago, um, this is, we talked about this in the last episode with Chris, our guest, uh, a couple of days ago, I had a photo shoot and I used a drone. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, I'm yeah. interested in this. So, so okay. how did how did it come about? And, and the reason that? why I decided to use a drone is because this couple decided to have their photo shoot on their boat. And it was very oh, personal to them. Yes. And now I know you shot on a boat before mm-hmm. too. Now we both know that shooting on a boat, there's not a lot of there's yes. not a lot of room especially small boats small boats too yeah yes. this was a pretty good sized boat but mm-hmm. it wasn't like a yacht or anything okay i think it was like a 25 footer mm-hmm. um but i mean when you're out in the water and shooting i mean there's only so many things that you can do and yeah um so i decided to uh a buddy of mine he he works with drones as well and uh, i had him come along and he kind of flew the drone around and he you know, i directed mm-hmm. him of where i wanted it mm-hmm. and um so I had, the, I had the iPhone app, and I was just seeing what where he was, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seeing what the drone was seeing. Yeah, and I was just clicking away of, and it was, yeah, it, it was pretty neat. It was, it was, pro- it was probably one of my favorite shots I've ever taken on an engagement shoot. Um, See, what's cool about that is, and we we were talking with Chris a little bit before, and I kind of mentioned a few things. We're like, that's a, a use case where it makes sense to use a drone because mm-hmm. because you know I've done shoots when you're on a small boat like that. And you, you're very limited. And if you shoot a wide lens, then people's legs get long and you know, like you have no choice. Yeah. Like either you shoot with a wide lens and people's legs get long is, or you can minimize that as best you can mm-hmm. based on where you place them or, you know, limbs or whatever. But you know, that's the choice that you have, or you shoot tighter and then you see almost no, none of the boat. And, and I had a couple right. that like took me out on a boat and they paid for this boat and then you're on a small boat. And, I, and I'm, you know what I mean, <laughs> it's like, you, there are so many things you can do. Like, yes, I can get off the boat and I can shoot you on the boat, but, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like being able to have the advantage of getting up higher, which is what you'd want to do to show a little bit more of the scene. Right. It however, makes sense to use however, it. Right? They were, um, none of the boat was in the shot, believe it or not. Oh. I had them go in the water. Oh. Um, and, and we kind of went the extra mile. Okay. Um, we, we brought inner tubes that we wanted the couple to be on. Okay. And I just wanted them to be like out in the, out in the blue kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, sh- then we worked from the boat, from the bow of the boat. Okay. And, you know, we took, took oh. a lot of, uh, okay. so if you can see where I'm going with this, yeah. I'd, I'd have to show you the image, but, yeah. um, but, uh, I'm I'm very proud of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's it was pretty cool. That's and, awesome. and then and then all of a sudden once once I saw the image, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do this all the time. Yeah. But then I have to remember that this is just 
a tool. You know, you can't yes. overdo it. Yes. Because now I'm thinking all these shots that I can do. It's like, well, I, I, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a drone photographer. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm only going to use it for shots that make sense. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes, like sometimes case. we'll go out. Like, actually, we were just talking about newborn shoots, which I have mm-hmm. on the other day. And, like, we took this crib and we put it outside. And I was like, well, we can put it outside, but I do you guys have a stepladder so I can get on a stepladder and, like, shoot down on this crib and put the baby in the middle and then, mm-hmm. like, the grass around it and all that. And they did. So I had the stepladder and the, the stepladder worked great. But in some cases, if I wanted to get higher, right? Andy, do um, not use a drone yeah, around a yeah, baby. Yes, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Um, yes. But, but the point is, is that, like, if it makes the shot better to get higher, then mm-hmm. do it. Like, if you wanted to go higher, like, with a stepladder, you know, then that's great. But it's just, like, there's some people that are just like, oh, at, you know, like, because I had this this one guy that was telling me about these drones and this drone thing he was going to do, like, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, just because the shot is higher, like, does not mean you're going to... Like, he wasn't a photographer. He didn't right. understand light. He didn't understand composition. He didn't understand anything mm-hmm. about the craft of photography. <laughs> and he thought that he was just going to start booking all these things because he bought a drone. Yeah. You know, like, but just because the shot is higher does not make it, make it better. It doesn't exactly. mean that you know how to edit. It doesn't mean that you know how to select <laughs> images. It doesn't mean that you know how to direct people it doesn't mean anything other than the <laughs> shot is higher do you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's the part that gets me going yeah. on it you know so and you, and you know i had my wife danielle she was assisting on the shoot and she was actually shooting at the same time i was so we got both both looks yes kind of thing seeing the difference is, is you know how to edit you know how to you know what i mean like you know how to do all those things because you're a photographer mm-hmm. that understands light and, yes. and you and know also had a vision like, in my mind too that's yes. why we went out and bought these inner tubes and stuff like that which were a pain in the butt to find mm-hmm. but we found them and we brought them um, but that's going the extra mile for people and this actually fit the couple too yes. you know it's, it's not just these random people who just go out in the water on inner tubes it actually fits them it fits their lifestyle yeah they they love the water they love boating they yes. love just and they are like athletic kind of people so if the drone did dive bomb them they they knew they enough ready for <laughs> it. yeah they were ready they for were it. ready yeah yeah risks they so, were willing to take <laughs> right so it's got to match the couple too so. cool but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. It's, okay, it's been fun. Cool. Yeah. That was yeah. that was good. I like that was yeah. a good start. Because <laughs> not only here's the thing about our WhatsApp sections, I always want to make sure and hope that when we mention these, like what we've been up to lately, sections that it's not just about us and what we've been up to, but it's about how other people that are listening to this podcast can kind of like get new information mm-hmm. from it. So like both in the drone thing and um, what was their, the the previous. Thing. Oh, just the newborn thing? I don't yeah, know. I feel yeah. like that was all good information that mm-hmm. our listeners can get stuff out of and kind of right. relate to their own And businesses. we were just talking about that last episode, too, uh, mm-hmm. with Chris. I mean, that was about video, but, you know, I did this for, for yeah. photo. But, well, yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so fun. one of our first uh, topics here that we mentioned, we have kind of some kind of like looser, lighter topics that we're going to go through today. It might be a shorter, shorter episode. It might not mm-hmm. be. We'll just see what happens. Well, we've been, well lately um, we've been giving our listeners like our episodes. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, lot, lots of information, but um, but, this, <laughs> but with this the interviews, shorter, though, too, the shorter interviews episode, kind of yeah. kind of prep, you know, got them out a little bit bigger yeah. too. You yeah. know, no so. interviews today, but yeah, you know. Okay, so the first uh, one of our first topics that we mentioned was the smug mug download all feature, mm-hmm. and I've got some thoughts about this. But Neil, before See, I'm loving it. I am loving this. Okay, I, t- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is. 
I've heard some photographers say, hey, this, I no longer have to hand out USBs, mm -hmm. uh, no longer DVDs, which uh, DVDs died back in 2012. Yeah. I, th I think USBs are dying today. Yep. Uh, and, and now it's all cloud. Yes. Um, so, I mean, what's, what's the difference between giving people an option to download versus a USB, which is it's the same thing. They're both getting their images yes. in the same format of however you want to give them. I think, that, um, you know, we were talking before and we said that we might disagree on this, but mm -hmm. we actually agree. Oh, then why the, so, uh, so, why yeah. the anger when... So, well, so <laughs> the anger is not at the idea of a download all button. For mm -hmm. the love of God, the anger is where the hell has the download all button been? Where it's been. With Smug Mug for the whole time. Because I, know, I was I know, one of those right? people that had been requesting it, requesting it, requesting mm -hmm. it. Like, for the love of God, give me a download all button. Because what I used to do was when you used to send a full gallery, because I yeah. used to use Smug Mug. And, um, okay, so you used to use yes. Smug Mug. You don't anymore. Is I still have like okay. a basic version of Smug Mug because I had so much up there that I pay something to keep those photos there, but mm -hmm. I don't use it anymore. One of the main reasons that I switched from it is because they freaking didn't add this download all button in a way <laughs> that was, that was user friendly, that looked yeah. good to clients. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the reasons why I moved to something else. And, and still, once I saw this download all button f finally come out, I'm like, finally, you people have this thing going like why did it take years and years because for it was like one of the top requested features for years yeah like give people a download album because if not you were like sending people zip file links you know what i mean like like it's 2002 or something like that you know it was just ri ridiculous yeah um and while, meanwhile, all these other options are coming out that have these beautiful galleries that have these like beautiful Pixie download links. Yes. Pass, yes. All, the, all those, all those. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're groundbreaking. Um, well, yeah. Not groundbreaking, but you know, these, these other beautiful. companies. Yeah. They're beautiful mm -hmm. and they look beautiful and they presented images in a good way. And Smugmug, when they just updated their site a year or two ago, finally, at least somewhat came into the future with what mm -hmm. they did. But I still feel like it's not where like Pixie Set or Pass or these other systems are. Yeah. Um, and still even like, um, just in the presentation of it is still, it's just like a download button. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, yeah, like, no, in, that, like in Pixie true. set, yeah. for example, they have like, um, like you give, like you send a email to clients and then it has like a list of, or I'm sorry, oh, it gives, beautiful it gives features a password, kind of yeah, or yeah. password, mm -hmm. but a password. And then you have to like punch in the password in order to get the download link, yeah. which actually looks a little bit more professional. Like people are actually getting a product right. as opposed to. Just you know, clicking a link and then uh, you know an upload link on right Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't it's, know. It's kind of like, like a package kind of thing. Yes. Of, of, and, and then and then people get their own app. You know, mm -hmm. it has it has a beautiful. You know, has their name on it. it has, right. Has like a little yes. little uh, picture on. Yeah, like for Pass. Are you button. talking now? Uh, I'm talking about other things too. Okay. Not, I don't think Pass has their own personal. I think it's they just get a link or a app that just says Pass, and then they okay. have to log in yeah. that way. But um, but. All, all these other ones, they have their own yeah. um, picture on their app and stuff like that. Right. So, but yeah, um, Smug Mug, it's, they're getting there. But I mean, for such a big company, you would think they'd be blowing everybody away. They should be yeah. the leaders instead of the followers. They're, they're, which I feel, I would, yeah, it's, like, it's like at least they're doing it. You know? doing and they've it. always been a nice company and I've mm -hmm. always liked them as a company. But they're just doing it really slow. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, it's, and it's this, always like a few years behind and it's yeah. like they're playing catch up, but, but they are like a cheaper product. So, it, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, in it, this industry, they got to be. Yeah, they got to keep, keep yeah, pushing it a little yeah. bit, but that's, at least they're doing it. At least mm -hmm. they're doing it and at least, at least that's happened for the love of God. It's been <laughs> the most requested feature for three years now or four or five years or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm tired of sending my clients like multiple links. Yeah. You know, one one is to their sharing, and then one is to this. The store. Uh, it's just yep. a pain in the butt. But what do you know? What yeah. You so okay, uh, that was one topic, and then another topic here. Uh, Neil, we were going to mention on the uh, red firmware updates. You know what? Even know for, for which camera this is, or just we want to talk red about the film camera. I mean, it's. I mean, not everybody's going to have this film camera because I don't know what the you mean, cost of oh, it is. It's oh, like, you're not a film camera. It is the film camera. Yeah. Oh, you mean cinema? Not the I'm c- not not film film like load film and develop. No, no, film. no, no, okay. no. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, okay, uh, I know if uh, yeah, no, I just don't know which body because the there's like well, there's but there's a few different reds. There's mm-hmm. like a red one and red. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure know. what I mean. Pe- uh, Petapixel kind of released this whole thing as to where um, they have this firm, firmware updated to where it makes it easier for to grab stills from. Okay. And since we've been talking about this quote. Oh, okay. Quite so, a bit lately. Okay. That uh, that they came out with this whole new feature kind of thing. So if if you don't know, uh, yeah, we'll we'll post the link in the show notes. Um, but I know we've been talking about it lately, and um, we mentioned it to Chris last week too, and he said, you know, don't worry about it. Um, you're not going to go through uh, four thousand stills or whatever uh, to pull one picture from. But I know it's been a concern of photographers, so. Hmm. So basically what the, so what, I guess we'll link to this article. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but basically you're saying that one of these red cameras now has a feature where it's easier to pull raw, still raw images from. Yeah. And what about the the motion blur? You know, cause that's, that's the thing that, um, Okay, so actually, here's here's our <laughs> well, right well here. exactly. So, I, I watched the video that they did it from, and it was actually like a model shoot, and she was like on a beach, so she was actually kind of posing. It wasn't like, you know, a bride running down the aisle or anything yeah. like that. It, you, so it depends on if you're so. trying it because if you're shooting video and you're trying to get like shoot 24 frames a second or whatever, like a lot of those frames are going to be blurry, oh, as definitely. far as I understand. Yeah, but like, that's why um, I, I really don't think it's there yet. But and plus, like I said, not everybody's going to own this camera. Um, because it's such an expensive camera. Okay, body, so, so. And, so actually, if you're lis- listeners, I'm, I'm just as we're talking here, I'm looking this up. It says, uh, "Red's latest firmware gives the Epic and Scarlet cameras true still image capture." So, yeah. the, so the, the models are the Epic and Scarlet, which are okay. some of Red's cameras there, and um, you know. So anyway, uh, it says uh, Red has officially given its Epic and Scarlet cameras the ability to shoot still true still images in Red's. R3D raw format with the latest firmware update for those two cameras. So mm-hmm. basically what we were just talking about on the last episode, it, they're making it easier in some of these higher end red cameras um, to pull still raw images. And uh, there we go. I, yeah. I, I, I also mentioned um, on the last podcast <laughs> that I, that I wanted everybody to like listen back and I was going to predict the future on various <laughs> topics and the future is now coming true before your very own eyes. You know, everybody yeah. will be pulling still images from cameras sooner rather than later, even if it's a week later, you know? So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, no, but, uh, but honestly, and you know, kind of what I mentioned in the past is like, yes, this is on these red cameras right now, but when the 5d4 comes out, for example, or mm-hmm. the next Canon or the next Nikon or, or the Sony, I mean, Sony's kind of yep. making waves too, so mm-hmm. don't forget about them. I have a feeling they're going to be the first to do it out of anybody, but right. But when you can pull quality raw images from like a body that just like we have, and what I mean like body that we have, like 
like a body that like today most cannon shooters shoot a 5d3 if you're a pro wedding mm. shooter and today most nikon shooters would shoot like a d4 a d3 a d750 something like that mm. when those cameras when that level of camera you can pull still images from with a video like then everything changes mm-hmm. and again if i didn't say it in another episode which i feel like i did i'm going to say it right now as I'm recording, Tuesday, 7.57 p.m., <laughs> um, everybody will be shooting video and pulling raw images, or you'll be shooting a lot faster. Because, we, like Sam Hurd was talking about in that mm-hmm. one episode, or he was alluding to, we total, and I never thought about it until he said it in that specific way that he said, we actually don't shoot still images. We shoot video. And in the sense that most photographers I know today, on average, most wedding photographers, on average, that shoot digital, that shoot digital like we do, come home with like 3,000 images or so. You know, like that's pretty typical, you know, for most wedding shooters to come home with about 3,000 images. And you can't tell me that within those 3,000 images that there aren't like a number of series of images that are like dot, 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 dot. Oh, yeah, and then you pull shot three. And then you pull shot three. And it looks like a little movie film. It's like, oh, look at that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like like when you you hold down the the right arrow key in a wedding, (laughs) you can watch the day go by in like five minutes and it looks like a slideshow. Right. And in that sense, yes, we're really kind of shooting video and and pulling still images. Just anyway, left arrow. <laughs> so it's just going to happen more and more. And I know you, you, some old school still shooters hate the idea and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen, at least to some extent. Um, but the question is, is you still want to be smart when you're shooting, even if that were the case, like down the road, mm-hmm. you know, like because then you have all these raw images. But what about this? This and this is what I'm this is what I guess I'm saying. When the technology gets to be that you could just fire away like a madman mm. and and upload those upload all of that video or if you want to call it video or multiple still images whatever you want to call it but upload all that to your computer in like 2 seconds cuz the technology is that good and then you can there's no slowdown between you know checking an image and bang mm-hmm. and checking an image and bang when there's when the technology is just seamless like Right. And then you pick that image like if it's seamless and it doesn't add tons of hard drive space or tons. Of, you got You have to think past that, the, those technological hurdles. And when you mm-hmm. think past that, then it's just like, of course, of course, we're going to do that because we're going to be doing that with our cell phones, taking video clips and then taking the best image. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. So hopefully I'll be retired by then. But <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to happen within the next couple of years. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to deal with it, too. <laughs> On top of with everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good times. So, okay. Good little good little topic there. And then, uh, so we're going to go to Ooh, yes. an email. And normally what I would say is Rob uh, wrote in to info at weddingphotographersunite.com, just like you can. Mm-hmm. Except Rob didn't write in to info at, uni- at weddingphotographersunite.com. He wrote into my personal email address. <laughs> and the, I don't know how he found my personal email address. It wasn't but, through your website or anything? No, no? It, was, it was my Gmail account. I have no idea how I found it. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, so, so I'll just read Rob's questionnaire. He says, um, hey, guys, I tried finding your email address, but I couldn't find it online anywhere um, and not on the website either. Not on the website thing is my fault. I've actually got I should add at least a contact link that has the, the address there. But it's info at weddingphotographersunite.com, and it's in all the show notes and that kind of thing but it also there also should be a contact form on the email uh, Mm -hmm. or on the website so thank you for bringing that to my attention rob thank you rob um and he has two questions for us he says uh two questions in one of the episodes you guys touched on editing 
and what you deliver to clients. The topic of general edits, white balance, exposure, cropping, and portfolio edits was brought up. Since the latter go on a portfolio, isn't it a bit misleading to put these on a website where the client will be receiving 95 to 99% general edits and you know i'm in quotations so Mm -hmm. um isn't it a bit misleading is what he's saying so that's the address the topic we'll address here and then he says i struggle with this every time i edit um this is well let's take this first question first and then we'll go to the second one so um so neil is it misleading if we put our best work on a website not at all not at all you are showing uh your clients of what you do during a wedding and just remember not every single image that you take has to be a portfolio piece or or edited like a portfolio piece your photo photojournalism photographs that you take which are like 90 percent of the day uh, those don't have to be edited like like a portfolio piece on your website you can still put beautiful images of photojournalism on your website and it doesn't have to look all schnazzy as long as you show your clients that you can capture the images the important images that you can take um, throughout a wedding um, I think that's very important to show on your website too and then um, also it's um, what we do is we uh, we call them artist favorites and we offer them in our packages and what I'd like to do is take uh, my favorite images throughout the entire day, not just from like a little section of the day. And this kind of sets it up for what their album can look like. It's kind of like a selling point for the people mm. to um, purchase an album. And those are like where the images I give extra love to. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we ba- do basic edits to all of our images so that they are ready for print and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, ta- I'll take my favorites. Um, and we, we also educate our clients, too, when yes. they're looking through. You're, you're saying that. That's just, just, yeah. just what I'm thinking. Yeah. W- when they're looking through an album, I'll say, you know, that's, that's one of those special images. And then there'll be a couple family portraits that don't need the extra love. Uh, but you know what? They all have to have the same tones and everything. You can't have like, which we're going to talk about this in the second part of his question where you can't have like a HDR images next to like a, like a Visco cam, uh, style image. They mm-hmm. all have to blend together. They all have to be uniformed with the same tones and everything like that. But anyways, but yeah, not every image that you give a client need should be a portfolio piece and your clients need to understand that. Um, so that's, I think that's very important with what you show your clients on your website in albums and everything like that and yeah. what you offer in your packages too. Absolutely. So. And, um, just to kind of almost reiterate, but just in my way, uh, it's, it's all about communication with your clients. Like when they walk in the front door and most people get it, mm-hmm. most people understand that when they're looking at somebody's website, they're going to have their best work there. You know, if, if you're, if you're, if you have a website and you don't have your best work or if you on Facebook are putting out your worst work (laughs) on Facebook and your worst work on your website, there's probably something wrong with you. You probably shouldn't show your underexposed images. You know what I mean? Like you just shouldn't do that. And we all have them. We all Mm -hmm. have like, you know, we go from one lighting situation to another and it's just a bad shot. Everybody takes a bad shot and clients need to be educated that to some extent too, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that we're all human beings. I mean, you, you want to be careful with how much you do because you also do want to present yourself as a skillful, um, you know, photographer. But at the same time, there is that component that you can just let people know. So, for example, when I have people come in for my initial consult, like I will I will say, um, you know, just so you know, you know, everything that you're looking at here is, you know, I've used in the past. I use like photographer selects or signature edits Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to say. But like that's, you know, all of these images. um, I just want to let you know for a full wedding, 
I do, I absolutely do edit every single image that you see. Mm -hmm. Those are more of a general edit, but I tell them, I tell them these are more of a general edit. You know, I will do black and white toning on those images. I will exposure correct, color crop. I tell them this. Mm -hmm. And then I say, but on these images here, um, and and I have currently like the numbers that I deliver per package, you know, and if they go for a higher package, I'd do more, more creative Mm -hmm. edits or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them. Um, uh, but on these ones, I put an extra amount of time in. You know, I, sp- I spend this amount of time, possibly this amount of time. I'm, perf- I'm a perfectionist. I don't know right. how to not spend that amount of time on these images. So I'm going to anyway, and I want to let people know what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. And when you look at my wedding books or you look at my website, of course, these are all going to be those, those images that I put a lot right. of time and energy into. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a matter of communicating that to the client so they understand that. And then they just get it. They understand that, but you have to, you have to tell them that. And then when you say that you struggled, Rob, with... I'm misleading them, then you're not misleading them. You're, you're telling them the truth. You put your best work online, you yep. put your best work in the books, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's the reality of it. And any photographer that they meet with, of course, does the same thing, yeah. you know? So, so there's no misleading there. And I actually understand it just that all that means Rob is that you're just a totally honest guy that doesn't want to lie to your clients. Yeah, it and, does. and, yeah. and that's, I have a, I have that too. Like I have that feeling where it's like everything that you do, you want to make sure that you're being honest and upfront and that's good. But at the same time, you're not going to put your worst work on your website. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. you're just not going to do that. You're going to put your best work there. You know, your yeah. best work is going to go on social media. So, and that's very important too. And we've talked about that in previous episodes that like you should only show your best work. Don't put the, the stuff mm-hmm. that's not great up there because then, you know, you look average, you know, right. like don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, don't stress yourself out. You don't have to spend two hours on every single image. You know, it's, it's okay to just, you know, do some general editing to, you know, the ones yeah. that need it. Yeah. Know? Some of them, some yeah. of them, some of those edits are going to be edits that look more like what it looked like when it came out of the camera. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'll help it a little bit, but it, you know, you can't do that to every single mm-hmm. image and that's okay. Image. And that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, second so, part two. Second part, yeah. yeah. Second part two, Rob asks, um, what are your thoughts on some of these trendier editing, editing styles such as Visco, um, um, everything in moderation? So, Neil, what do you think? Okay. Well, personally, I think Visco is like today's HDR or yesterday's HDR, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's, gonna, it's just a trend that's here right now, and everybody's doing it. Um, well, not everybody, but, uh, and then it was like last week's, uh, color selection, selection, color kind of thing. Everything's in black <laughs> way except for one thing in color. Uh, but anyways, I mean, this is just kind of like a trend. Um, personally, I've, I don't want to do it. I, I haven't done it. Uh, today was actually one of my first days as to where I did do it because Andy was showing me, uh, like a program as to where you can easily do it, but I don't want my images to look like they were edited with a cell phone. I just don't do it. That's not my brand. Um, I want my, my brand is to, sh- you know, it's style of images that is to where it looks like I spent a lot of time and a lot of work on, on my images. I just don't want my images to look like a cell phone picture. That's, mm-hmm. that's, but that's just me. Other people do like it. It, it does give that nice f- old film look, which is great. I, there's a lot of, a lot of photographers who I respect that do it and the images look, look great. It's just not for me, but anyways, it's just a trend. So here's my um, struggle with this, and I I agree with everything you said, first of all. Um, My struggle with this is that some of those uh, Visco things look good, Mm -hmm. right? And like we've talked about before, if you're inconsistent and you select this and that and that and that, that's never going to look good. However, I struggle with the idea that I could probably be a much more efficient wedding photographer (laughs) if I ever made the decision 
to like choose one Visco preset and edit every single image with Copy, that. paste all. Yes, exactly. Done. <laughs> I mean, because some of these like monotone, like light black and white, I mean, mm. I could just, I could just market myself like as the monotone light, you know, preset guy. Lifestyle yeah. photographer. But, but I mean, unquote. like this, but some of these, like some of those looks really do look kind of good. And, and mm-hmm. there was, there was a photographer that we knew out in Rochester that just marketed himself as a black and white photographer, which by the way, editing in black and white is way easier than editing in color and like dealing with well, color especially correction. Especially after that, that and, color episode. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, just reference the, the episode or whatever, whatever whatever it was thinking color Scott it's, would not be our friend yes, exa- if we just did black and white all the exactly. time exactly <laughs> and and so it's way easier to to edit in black and white and i feel like if i had an alter ego like and i wanted to like market myself as a ten thousand dollar black and white photographer like you could do that and do really really well mm-hmm. like that's in the back of my head maybe i shouldn't just let everybody know about that <laughs> but but i mean but basically like you select something you know that that like you know, there's been photographers that have like marketed themselves on being square, um, you know, uh, square crop photographers, and they, mm-hmm. everything, every image they shoot is a square crop, or like every image they shoot is a is an oval. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> you know what I mean. But like, but it's something that you can identify with that photographer that's made some decision that like the only way that I can get the oval photographer is hiring the oval photographer. Mm-hmm. You know, and even in your area. Um, if the only way that you can get the black and white Visco guy that has this one particular look is by hiring the black and white Visco guy, right. then that's something to consider too, right? Because you differentiate yourself in the market and you look and you have a different look. Mm-hmm. And that would be so much easier than what I do now, which is spend <laughs> so much time per image. You know what I mean? It would be so much easier. I would be able to edit so much faster. Mm-hmm. I would be able to shoot like 70 weddings a year. Oh, it would be incredible. And sometimes if you, if you ever look at my website, five years into the future, people, and everything's black and white, you know why just reference just reference back and you should bring selective color back <laughs> yeah. you know just bring, do them all in black and white but yeah. leave you know the color of the leave leaves the feet and, no yeah, just just the feet just the feet, just yeah. the feet get color. color everything yeah. else is black and white and you can only hire the colored feet guy <laughs> you know what i mean at at, at fifteen thousand dollars a wedding you yeah know? that's yeah. me that's me that's andy mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Did we even answer the question? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we gave yeah, our, we yeah, yeah. We what are our thoughts. We gave them quite a bit. To so, about, yes. Yes, yeah. everything in moderation. Well. Well, however. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I just contradicted that. Then, okay. Because. See, this is, this is what I do. I always make sure that I give my clients beautiful, basic editing is to where it's going to be timeless. You know, I, I don't want to give them all Visco, you know, style images as to where, you know, two years from now that they'll be like, oh my gosh, my, my wedding pictures are so 2015. Like, like I don't, I don't want to put an age on images. So no matter what the trend is, they're always going to have beautiful colored images. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's how I do it. So, um, so no matter, no matter what the style is, I just make sure that they always just get, you know, beautiful colored images that yeah, doesn't the, have, the, have a style. Yeah, your clean images. You yeah, are, like, exactly. the, like there shouldn't yeah. be a style attached. They should be basically what came out of the camera with a mm-hmm. little help to look beautiful. Right. You know? And then whatever I do uh, personally of my editing style, um, I make sure I give that on top of them so that they have two to choose from. Yeah. So, yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Rob, those were probably like some of the best questions that, that we've had, I think, just in terms of like yeah, that we you, could like, feed off of and, and get in depth with. So thank you, Rob. Yeah. That, was, that was great. Pretty cool. 
Uh, okay, Neil. Yeah. Oh my God. Here wedding we, photographer's we go. tired. This is why. <laughs> this is part of the reason why I called it wedding <laughs> photographer's tired. And um, Neil, what what happens if it rains? <laughs> Neil, it's going to rain on my wedding day. What happens if it rains? I, I, I have a feeling that you've been getting a lot of emails. What uh, happens about if it rains, right? Neil? Right? Answer me now. What <laughs> happens if it rains? Do you make the rain stop? <laughs> I am God, yes. Oh, okay. And I make sure it's always windy when the bride has a long veil. Yeah. I, because, I, you know, I bring a jet engine with me on every wedding. Yes. You know, but, and um, I to- listen, I totally understand. And I love my clients. Like, I love my clients. And mm-hmm. so even if my clients are listening right now, listen, I love you. But, and they, don't, they just don't know any better because it's like your wedding day and you're worried about it and you want to make sure that it's a beautiful day mm-hmm. and like what if it does rain is my wedding dress yeah. going to get wet like they don't know so it's our job to educate them but it's going to be okay yes it's we going to be okay exactly but this is why i post images rainy day images on my website yes snowy day images uh, super windy mm-hmm. uh, wedding day images on my website to show them that it's okay i can i can really really take advantage of the situation mm-hmm Use it to our advantage and create some really, really knockout beautiful images. Right. Uh, so don't worry. You're going to get probably something really, really special, even if it does rain. But not, I'm, I'm sure every bride wants that full sun, blue sky on their wedding day, which is horrible for us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because whenever we arrive and it's a beautiful sunny day, the, I always get the mom saying, Neil, isn't it just a beautiful day out there? I'm like... Oh gosh, I need I need shade. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm always kind of seeking yeah. seeking clouds and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, so if the bride is like, oh, what if it rains? I'm like, well, I kind of want it cloudy. And you know, if it does rain, we'll take advantage of it. You know, we do have umbrellas. I always make sure we have all these different umbrellas yeah. in yep. our car. Yep. Um, so we always kind of take advantage of it if it does rain. We're always prepared. But you, uh, I, but we do have a list for our brides when we do get that email. Um, saying, you know what, these are the, these are the places to go if it does rain, but a lot of these places in our city, at least, I don't know if about anybody else out there in our city. Um, a lot of these places is to where they welcome weddings. Um, they actually charge people mm-hmm. per hour. And they it's like fast, 75. There's and only a few fast. of them. So we give yep. them this list with contact names, mm-hmm. numbers, addresses, everything. Mm-hmm. And we have this huge list and we just email them the list mm-hmm. and say, you know, you're pick pick your yeah pick client you responsibility want. and yes, like I, exactly and yeah. i mentioned that at the first meeting but the thing about that is is like so like sometimes i get myself in a situation because i don't want to let them know that they can reserve for example in rochester the mm-hmm. monroe county clerk's office everybody in rochester new york if you are worried about it raining you reserve the monroe county clerk's office and that's just where you go mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful building but every every other wedding is there because they'll rent the space and then they want to go there because they paid for it. But it's a beautiful day outside. Right. You know, and like so I usually want to not tell them like I, like usually when somebody asks me about the weather in the beginning, I say, oh, you know, as long as, um, you know, I've got umbrellas in the car mm-hmm. and as long as um, as long as it's not a downpour, I'll be able to work with you. Right. Um, you know, if we in the city streets is okay, and you know if it's wet in the grass, that's one thing. But it's, you know, as long as it's not a total downpour and you're okay with umbrellas, then we're, mm-hmm. we're going to be we're going to be okay. Or we can work a little bit more at the reception. We yeah. can work a little bit more at the ceremony site. Mm-hmm. Some stay at the church a little bit longer if there's yeah. not like a if there's know, not a wedding after though, or, and, and then that yeah. kind of thing happens or and, mass or something. Like and that, then sometimes yeah. you have a reception hall where it's really not good to work at. Mm-hmm. And and I've been in a couple situations where it's rained had to get out of the church couldn't go to the reception yet or or the reception was not big enough to work with a huge bridal party yeah 
Um, and in those situations, you really have to have like something in the back of your mind of like what you're going to do. And like, there's a few places that I can think of to go to, but it's like, because then it's like, it becomes your fault if you didn't tell them to reserve someplace earlier. So I'm just curious, like do you, because this is what I feel like I need to start doing. Like when they book me, I've, I've, I've had it in my mind to just be like, here, here's my policy on the rain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be a, like a separate form that just says, Hey, here's where you can reserve. I actually recommend not reserving it. But yeah. if you're somebody that feels like you need to, because if you tell them, cause for example, I just got an email today for a wedding in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you were just mentioning something similar. And I didn't ever told her about this because I don't want her to, to reserve this place, right. you know, because mm-hmm. then we're just going to do the same photos that we always do. Right. Yeah. But if I, if I mention it now, then I feel like it's, and she, I'm not, I'm not being blamed or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I just, because I'm like Rob, right. Where I, I want to do the right thing and be honest. But now I feel like it's too late where if she tries to book this place now, there's not going to be available. Somebody else has booked it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so it just gets in these weird situations where it's just like, and I would, at the end of the day, like I'm always just like, Oh, it'll be fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'll mm-hmm. always work something out. You don't worry about it. It's your wedding day. You let me worry about that. Right. You know, like pressures off you, mm-hmm. my responsibility. I'll have to figure something out, you yeah. know? Yeah. But then I get into, you get in situations sometimes where it just rains. That's what happens. And you literally can't be outside with yeah. a full bridal party. Mm-hmm. What then? <laughs> what this is, listen, this is, we, were thinking, we were talking about possible wedding photographer conundrum. Here, <laughs> okay. Here it is. And I, and I propose it to you, Neil. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've got to, this is the ultimate wedding photographer conundrum. Mm-hmm. You've got a bridal party of 35 people. Oh, gosh. Okay you have you're you're being told that there's a there's a mass coming in uh you know that to this ceremony you have to yeah, leave yeah, right now yeah, it's a complete happens. downpour uh-huh, complete uh-huh. downpour and the reception doesn't start for 3 hours they give you a ton of time and but the locations that you had selected were all outdoors all outdoors yeah and you have 3 hours mm-hmm. it's a complete downpour what do you do? Okay. I mean, beforehand, I'm, I'm always watching the weather. I am. I do. I stalk it. And they're never right. Never. Unfortunately. Never. Ne- ever, never ever. believe it until no. it's that day. And you, and you know the- what? <laughs> One day I remember I shot a wedding and they called like for 100% downpour the yeah. entire day. Yep. And I planned for this whole thing. I packed extra gear and it was freaking beautiful out. Oh, <laughs> Do we have a bleep button for this yeah. show? But anyway, anyways, um, but I mean, I, I'm always watching, so I'm always getting prepared. And even it depends on the locations and everything. And I always make sure I always kind of get the general idea of where the location is. And I, I pick like I, I always kind of find an area where we can go and seek shelter, mm-hmm. even if it's a building with pillars, um, because it always has that yeah. that overhang and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I we even sought shelter underneath a bridge once, and mm-hmm. it, those shots actually made one of the books. Yeah, uh, because it ended up turning out cool. I got in this low angle, and it had all these pillars over the guys, mm-hmm. and it was it actually turned out pretty cool. Yeah, um, and outside of churches. Um, yeah, if you do get kicked out because of another wedding, but some, usually a lot of our clients choose a later time so we don't have to leave because what, of no, a wedding. No, no, no. This is not However, part of the wedding photographer's conundrum. Uh, the, the priest is okay. telling you to leave right now. <laughs> 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 but that, that's what I do. I, I, I see what's in the area. Um, yes, and, yes. And you know what? One of my favorite things to do is scout locations. I just love to get it in my car, 
blast some music, mm. turn down the windows, mm. and just drive around. That's one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. of my job mm-hmm. is just drive around and seek and seek these different locations. And I yeah. think that's what makes my pictures look different because yeah. I know of all these little little nooks and crannies yes. as where not everybody knows about. Yes. And uh, because you know the whole trend now is not going to these popular places. So now I got to really think outside the box and and find all, the, all these other different places. But anyways, um, and also contact maybe uh, restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. because they're not open yet. But if you contact, usually it's just like the uh, the chefs getting prepared for the dinner and stuff yeah. like that. And some yeah. restaurants look really cool. Yeah. So um, Or see what the bride and groom's favorite restaurants are, if something's personal to them. Yeah. It's where maybe we might not be able to pull the whole uh, bridal party in, indoors, people, but maybe though. yeah, <laughs> maybe just the bride and groom, and then uh, and then probably just do the bridal yeah. party at the reception sure, hall. Sure, so sure. you know that those are my uh, yeah, plan no, A, absolutely. no plan B, yeah. plan C, B, plan D. I think I gave yep. about three or four. Yeah, of them, so. no, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and that's definitely. Uh, do you, are there is there anything that you do differently from that? Nope, it's exactly the same thing. Um, it's it's like trying to. Like even like when we mentioned the bridge, like know where bridges are, know where buildings that you mm-hmm. can get underneath are. Yeah, and, or so, even and remember just some the... of these bridges have like cool vines and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, right. yeah, yeah. Or just then that's the thing too is like ha- the, what I always like to say is like um, have you know the limo driver mm-hmm. just like dude and it's, follow me. Mm-hmm. Get, like I like follow me. I will be in front of you. You follow me. The bride wants you to do this, and yep. you just follow me. Mm-hmm. And then if we're driving around and it's and pouring rain, and if I have three hours, of course I'm going to find something that I can get underneath, or a restaurant I can stop at, or right. something. I'll figure out something. It might be stressful. Mm-hmm. I might be stressed the hell out as I'm doing it, <laughs> but I will find something. Yeah. You know that we yeah. can at least get in. Um, yeah. If I've got three hours, or even find <laughs> even if you can find a huge tree. I mean that'll that'll you know, yeah. knock, the, knock the rain down a little yeah. bit. And then if you go underneath with umbrellas and yeah. light it up pretty good. And so get creative out there, people. And, and for three hours, for example, it doesn't always downpour the whole time too. That's true. Sometimes you can yeah. just like one time I just, we just sat and like waited it out. Cause we had all this mm-hmm. time where like, Hey guys, just hang out and drink for a little bit. They were yeah, relaxed. Enjoy your limo. And That's what just, you paid yeah. for. And they yeah. just, they, they drank for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. then it, it like died up mm-hmm. and we just went outside and did where, where we're going to go anyway. So yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And another thing I want to mention today mm-hmm. is what's sitting right over there, right on this table. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we were talking about the, uh, before we started um, doing this episode. Yes. Uh, I asked Andy to bring in his Nikon D750 mm-hmm. because I feel like I have old technology right now. I'm still shooting with a Nikon D3S just because I love that camera. Mm-hmm. I never, th- I, I kind of want, I kind of want to use that camera for the rest of my life, but unfortunately technology gets old uh, after a couple of months and my camera is now a couple of years old and now I, I kind of need a, uh, a new body. So I asked, I asked Andy to bring it, um, his Nikon D750 in just because I saw, I saw another before and after picture. I, I you recently sh- uh, posted on the show notes a couple of episodes ago, uh, but I saw a new one and this, there's completely pitch pitch black image and there was this little white dot in the center of this image i'm like okay this is this has got to be something strange of what this Mm. photographer can pull out of this image Mm -hmm. and then i saw the after and it was this beautiful sunset beautiful colors and everything yeah i my mind was blown once i mean i was impressed the first time but this time I was blown away. Yeah. I could not believe what this photographer pulled out of this yeah. black image. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, 
I need, I need this camera. Yeah. I need it. And for 2000 bucks right now at B and H, yeah. uh, I don't know. It depends on when you're listening to the episode. So don't quote me on that price. But, um, but right now B and H is, has a uh, $2,000 and I think I'm going to buy a couple of them. Um, just because I, I'm just yeah. absolutely blown away by this camera. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. And it's like a new toy. It's exciting to me. I, I've just been playing with it for like 10 minutes before we, before we, we started recording. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm so impressed with this camera. Uh, yeah. It's, it's well that's again let's let's listen what is that oh are they they're va- they're vacuuming outside <laughs> neil's studio or something's happening in a couple episodes it's, we we heard something hey, else you know, you know what? we had to go on a ghost chase. hey you know what it's a, it's a natural conversational <laughs> yeah. podcast everybody it's it's like you're here in neil's studios w- with us yeah, so well, in, enjoy yeah it's a little it's a guy that goes down the hallways like on a zamboni it's, it's kind of <laughs> It's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, blown away by this camera. It's yeah. it's going to be my future camera. I love how smaller it is than the Nikon D3s because I really don't want the big heavy bodies anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been having wrist problems just because with that, with a seven to two, or with my two hundred millimeter on there, and plus a SB nine hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just be, it's really heavy. I know I shouldn't be complaining because those old film guys. Oh, my old film cameras were so heavy back in the day. But anyways, for now. It's my, you know, for 12 hours a day, um, it's, it's just absolutely too much. Yeah. It's a beautiful camera, especially that. And especially, you know, like it's at the 100 ISO, like 100 to like 800, you can really pull things up. Yeah, um, yeah. like like that sunset image Mm -hmm. you saw. And I mean, I was shooting at 10,000 ISO and 10,000 ISO looks is very comparable to like my Nikon D3S is like. 800 ISO. Yes. That is insane. Yeah, like 10,000 ISO. And for Canon shooters, like um, like on a 5D Mark II, for example, because mm-hmm. I used to shoot a 5D two. like a 5D two, like when you were at like 3,200 is like really as far as you wanted to go on that in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you could shoot this, the 10,000, and that's very comparable to like what 3,200 used to be on like yeah. a 5D two. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So, I don't mean um, for this, you know, the, our show to be like Nikon fanboys or oh, anything yeah, like yeah. that. No, but, you know, it was just but the, yeah. I mean, Sony's coming out with amazing stuff right now too. So Sony's like, they're, I think they're might be slightly ahead of Nikon right now. Um, but I'm not ready to make the switch to Sony just mm-hmm. because I think Nikon and Canon are right behind them. If not some newer bodies that they're going to come out with might mm-hmm. be leaps and bounds. ahead. Yeah, so, I, 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 I don't know that I, what I love about the Sony's right now. And I keep hearing about is just like the live view inside the viewfinder itself. Mm-hmm. And like, as what we were talking about was, uh, you know, the Sam Hurd and the live view and all that stuff. Um, the, that Nike, the T750 is amazing with the live view, as long as you're willing to manual focus because the autofocus sucks in live view. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the other thing that kind of sucks about it is like if you're outside trying to use live view in the sun, it can be very difficult to see, you know, oh, what's okay. on the back. Unless, yeah. And that's why, you know, some you see a lot of those video guys with those um, Zacuto things those, that you put on there right. you know, so that you can actually see. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not that crazy about live mm-hmm. view that I'm doing it that much. But it would be nice if, if you had it inside the viewfinder yeah. um, like the Sonys do. But well the, well, the Sonys, I was playing with them like played with them for like an hour at WPPI and with the live view what what's in focus kind of like has these red lines in it mm-hmm. which is really really neat I was just playing it just because it was fun um, but I mean yeah I, I, mean, I just wish Nikon was there because I'm not ready to switch to Sony I just yeah. I'm just not no I don't think there's a reason to yet um, yeah. you know especially with um, 
because the because the Sony still have the you know the autofocus is good, but it's mm-hmm. still not where like a Nikon's is if you're yeah. looking through a viewfinder even close as mm-hmm. far as that goes. So, yeah. Um, but no, uh, thank you for bringing it in, and uh, I'm ready ready to make a couple purchases. Cool, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very cool. I'm kind of kicking um, myself that I've waited this long, but uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think that if with that, man, you know, we talked about, you know, we went, didn't want to make the show go an hour, but as I'm looking at our recorder here, we're at uh, close to 55 minutes. That's before, oh that's before the talk. So, so we, so much for so, that short so episode, even guys. By ourselves, Sorry about even, that. Even without the, without the interview, uh, if you've hung with us, thanks for hanging with us. I yeah, hope you got yeah. some, some good information out of this. Um, and so with that, uh, we're going to close things out here and please do remember that you can write into info at wedding photographers unite with any questions and also, um, iTunes, please subscribe. The subscribe mm-hmm. part is just as important as reviewing please on iTunes as well. Um, if you've been getting good information out of the show and you uh, could help us, um, that would be fantastic. And, uh, other than that, uh, Neil, where can people follow you? Just Google my name, Neil Urban, uh, pretty much anywhere. And you know what? It's taken me 15 episodes to do this. And right now I'm going to plug. I'm going to throw out a plug. Plug. And plug I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my publishers happy if they're yes, listening. Yes, please do. Yeah, um, I'm surprised <laughs> you haven't done this yet. You should I, have. You know, I'm yeah. a humble guy. Yeah. I'm a humble guy. I yeah. am. Uh, but anyways, I do have books out there. Uh, one is called Dream Weddings, and that's more for just pretty much – that's pretty much a book to get in my, inside my mind of what I think about what I do to uh, – get the images that I get and then uh then I have a little sequel of uh the art of engagements and that's pretty much all of engagements because I love engagement shoots I absolutely love them love them love them so that's uh those, so those are two, two books so where there. where yeah. can people find buy these books if they um, buy them? any Barnes and Noble um pretty much go to your local Barnes and Noble um local photography store should have them and also Amazon.com. Okay. And, so. and also you can uh, e-books and iBooks and all that stuff too so okay. for digital copies. Is it just so. the two that you have or do you have more? Uh, no, I have two that's under my name, but I've been featured in um, a couple other ones, um, which, uh, yeah, they're, well, they're well, out there too. Well, yeah, so. okay. We'll, we'll plug those in the future. But, mm-hmm. uh, but those two books, uh, the, what, the Art of Engagement. Yeah, and Dream Weddings. And Dream Weddings. So, so yeah. check those out on Amazon, yes, Barnes & Noble, and, and uh, get inside Neil's yes. head. Okay. <laughs> So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And that concludes. Oh, where can uh, you, you, yeah, yeah. let's not forget about Andy. And just, you can find me, Andy Buscemi. Last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Please Google me, follow me, friend me. um, And we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk further in the social media world. Um, And by the way, Twitter people tweet at me and then get me active on Twitter because I would like to be more active on there. Mm-hmm. I just don't care because I don't, uh, there's not much activity. Yeah, if you tweet at me, too, um, I will tweet at you. Yeah, and I, I don't have any followers, so let's tweet. Fine. Let's follow me. Let's tweet, <laughs> I'll start, yeah, If I get more followers, I'll, I'll start posting more. So. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, iTunes review, subscribe. Um, do we have any new reviews? Do you know? Uh, there might be, but let's, ho- let's okay, hold we'll off on hold that off until, until the next, next episode because yep. it's been long. So, but thank- if you have, yes, if you haven't thrown us a review, please do. Please do. That keeps us going. Thank you, everybody, and see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Wedding photographers. Unite.